You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Y'all, we are uh, interviewing Michael Murphy. I'm just going to go ahead and tee this up. The man, the myth, the legend. He's from down under. Like, literally, he was born there. Like, under or underneath what? (laughs) From down under. That's what it's called. Uh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. Sorry, bro. So, we we are happy to have Michael on. He is amazing. He's an awesome dude. We love some Michael Murphy. Hey. Hey, great to be on here, guys, and uh, we've uh, we've been really enjoying the journey. And uh, I'm actually up in up, I'm up over at the moment, up in the US. But uh, yes, uh, it is true. I am from down under, pretty much like Crocodile Dundee, actually. You hey, look just, like Crocodile Dundee. Huh? Just before just before we get into the interview, I wanted to say, Michael, just you just had what not your 97th wedding anniversary. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I yeah my my my, my male uh, my metrosexual kind of uh, face cream is working very very well. And uh, thank you, thank you for the celebration. Thank you for the present you didn't give me on our ninety seventh wedding anniversary. Oh, you suck. You've been in in a lot of regards. You're somebody that you know we actually look up to and revere just because you know you're an example. You've been married to the same woman. How many years is it? The real uh, number. 35 years we've been happily married for 33 of them and uh the first two years the first two years were pretty tough uh but we pushed through and no 35 year anniversary we've had yeah thank you for that so cool amazing so, <laughs> so uh, people are probably wondering like who is this guy can you give us a quick just like rundown of, of who you are what you do for people well uh i've been in um Christian ministry, my wife and I, for about uh, 34 years now, pretty much the whole time that we've been um, married. Uh, we're both first-generation um, followers of, of Christ, so we, we, we haven't got churchy kind of backgrounds. We've both got pretty wild backgrounds, actually. And I think for us, it's the transformation that we had back when um, that has really motivated us for those over three decades now to, um, to just do all we can to, to help people. Um, we were in local churches. We helped to plant a church uh, in Australia a uh, hundred years ago called Hillsong Church. And it's now, it's now become um, a church that's got several campuses around the world. Um, then we were, at, we, were our, uh, our, we, we were senior leaders of our own church for 18 years. And then four years ago, we really felt a distinct shift to take what we've learned, good, bad, and ugly, and to help others in nonprofits and churches in both the developing and the developed world. So we've been traveling pretty flat out for the last four years and loving it. So you're in the nonprofit sector right now, helping people in the nonprofit world. We are. We are. We actually, we try and help nonprofit leaders to do better at what they do in order to help, help a, a truckload more people through them. So we don't, we're not so much on the coalface uh, helping, we, but we're helping the leaders that are then multiplying their influence. Yeah. Ted and I have both been in the nonprofit world. Um, and I think one thing, I don't know if you'd say that you'd see this as well. People in that world have a challenge with money. 
in finances. And I think a lot of their thinking about money is off and it's wrong. Yeah. Do you talk about that? Do you see that? Would you agree with that? No, I absolutely would from a number of perspectives. I think that those with a mercy heart and a lot of people in the nonprofit sector are like that. They do what they do because they, they really want to help people. Um, they, they don't tend to be all that uh, necessarily business minded. Um, and so uh, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is honestly, there is a, what can develop there when, you, when you're working with people with lack all the time, that thing can infuse you. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I remember a little bit of a, uh, a, a public stoush uh, between two senior leaders in, in Australia uh, several years ago one that was a high profile head of a major nonprofit helping the poor. The other one was head of a major church. And, uh, and one, one, the, the guy in charge of the nonprofit was saying, yeah, you're know, talking about money all the time. The guy uh, heading the church was saying, well, listen, if you don't have the money, you can't do more of what you want to do. And they realized uh, that they're on the same page, that of the, of the, of, of, they're on, the, on different sides of the, of the same coin that when they realize that, man, it is true. Why have a stupid attitude towards money? God hasn't. He talked about it 2,000 times. And so the truth is the bigger your vision to help the, the, those that are broken and needy, the more money you actually need. And as soon as we face up to that and stop being uh, small-minded about it, uh, every bit of small-mindedness about money in the nonprofit sector is ripping off those that have needs that we're not yet getting to. Mm. Okay, can you say that again? Uh-oh. I said every, every bit of small-mindedness about money in the non-profit sector is ripping people off that have great needs that we haven't yet been able to get to. Mm. So good, dude. So good. So you're saying that <clears throat> people have a responsibility to work on the way they view money? Really? Oh, without That's a doubt. shocking. <laughs> 50 times over, yes. Absolutely. I mean, you just embodied, I feel like, uh, a lot of things that we talk about over and over and over on this podcast because with Chris and I, we do both come from nonprofit world. Chris used to be – he was a, a, a missionary. I used to work um, on staff at a church in Memphis. And I really feel like part of, you know, what – we're trying to do is change the way that people view money because money is like, it's just a tool that you use to uh, empower your, the impact you want to make. Right. It's, it's a tool that you can use for good or bad, but it is a tool. Absolutely. Taylor, it's, it's amoral. Money is amoral. If you know, money doesn't have value until you attribute it to, to, as you, to invest it in, into a cause, you know, that the same, uh, greenback, uh, to, to be a bit culturally relevant here, the same greenback that could be used in a casino or to buy drugs can also be used to feed a family in, in the developing world. And uh, it's no, no different. They don't, there's not good greenbacks and bad greenbacks. It's actually what you do with them that attributes uh, the value to that, to that money. Yeah. So can I say something real yeah. quick or ask a question? So speaking of money, <clears throat> you are in the nonprofit world and you invested a lot of money to come work with Taylor and I. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, 
just you know i'm still trying to work that out guys no no absolutely we we uh <laughs> he's gonna ask for he's gonna ask for a refund right here on the yeah show. totally let me do this is this live is this live testing testing check two no we uh we really did and to be honest we had a bad experience um with a previous marketing um uh, crew where we invested um a similar amount of money so we were already below the line if you like in terms of trust mm. and credibility um and i did i followed you as i think probably a lot of people are and there'd be a lot of people what they're listening to this podcast now that are kind of just we call them in australia tire kicking they, they come up to buy a new car they're kicking the tires yeah as if and they're, they're kind of checking you out i did that i was stalking you sorry uh, my bad um but but i but i but then we finally i just thought well, i need this and his for us the motivation wasn't money uh, I mean, it, we, and everyone could do with more money and, and my wife and I aren't, you know, millennials anymore. I know that will shock some of you. I'm 57. She's similar age. And, and, uh, so we, we'd like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a little more money to be able to retire because we really haven't done well managing our money. Um, quite honestly, and I'm cracking the whip right now with millennials all over the world to say, get your finances in order. Cause one day you're going to need it. So yes, there is that benefit. But the, the true motivation for us is to have more resource to do more in the, I don't know, the next 10, 15 years would be possibly stretching it that we've got to really have, have, the, have the, the pedal to the metal in, in, in helping, to, uh, mm. helping to expand what we're doing. That's great. So I, I, it's interesting, you know, there is like a convergence of two things, business and missional. You know, we don't really dive into this a lot. We don't talk a lot about our, our kind of our bigger missional goals and, and all the different things that we invest in and support. Uh, what do you see the opportunity being if someone gets it right on the business side, as you are definitely in the process of, and you're really killing it, but also on the missional side, what's the convergence and what's the convergence and what's the opportunity you see, especially in today's day and age when someone who's listening and maybe they're in the situation like you were or you are and you have a big missional purpose yeah how do you see yeah. the opportunity that they have to yeah. really make a tremendous impact on people if they get the business side right as well yeah to, to be honest my you know i've worked a lot of my time inside the church and inside nonprofits. But, but my, one of my hobbies is actually it, it really getting underneath and encouraging business people or what I call marketplace leaders. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the, the, the guy that owned Gloria Jeans Global uh, for, for decades was, is, was one of, literally one of my best friends. And uh, I did that whole journey with him. I consulted uh, to the board there and so forth. Uh, here's what I know about those that are involved in business. In your in your thirties, you are you are you have just flat out just ramping up for success, and and then you hit forty, and again it's not a magic number, but around there, and you start thinking, hang on a minute, um, there might be more to this than just me having another you know uh, luxury car. Though I've got no problem with luxury cars. Um, if you've got it, then you have nice things. I don't think God's got a problem with having nice things. You're going to be, you're going to be held accountable in my estimation for what you did with what you had. So, so this is not some sort of nan nan there about, about having money. Um, I just think that, um, those people get to a stage where they start, not that they're not thinking success, but the, but the, 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 
the thing that the, the, the pendulum flips over to significance. And I think that mm. for every um, person that is in business, there's an opportunity. I wouldn't want to put a heavy rap on you. You've got to do it because you've got money. No, not you have to do anything. It's your money. You can do it with what you like. But the joy that can be found, the fulfillment that can be found as you engage in some causes to help those that are less fortunate than you is, is you know, frankly, you buy something with your money there that, that actually money can't buy. <laughs> mm. um, and so we're doing it, but it's not limited to us. There are many businesses that, that have this little penny aha moment, this penny drop moment. And, uh, and they start to, to, to look around and, you know, you've got people that are helping to support, um, you know, disadvantaged children, building wells, um, helping, you know, in, in, uh, you know, sex trafficking, you know, there's more slavery happening in the world today, uh, than there ever has in the history of the world. That shocks a lot of people. And there's some amazing business people that are are getting behind that and saying, you know what, this isn't, this is not right on our watch. So anyway, sorry. No, that's so true. We can attest to that because like, you know, we, we have nice things like we and we definitely enjoy the quality of life that we've been able to build but we've said this before like the best check we the, the most enjoyable check we write each month is we give to different organizations so we give to you know um like anti-trafficking organizations we give to um you know an, an orphanage and things like that and it's it is uh it's it's more fun than driving a tesla even though driving yeah. a tesla is a lot of fun yeah, there's something about that that makes everything it makes us want to push harder. It makes us want to, you know, it makes it all worth it on a different level. It's kind of a different playing field, you know, that's great, Tyler. And uh, look, I don't think I answered the other question. Well, actually, in the sense of investing in this, um, we were we were doing, you know, our level best to traipse around the world. And I spend about 300 nights a year outside of my own bed. So like it's extensive travel. My wife and I travel together most of the time, fortunately. Uh, I got gazumped by our new little grandson uh, this particular occasion, so she's not with me. But, and so I was looking to leverage that, to, to, to scale that up. And I knew that what we were carrying, we, we wanted to help hundreds of churches. And I knew I couldn't do it because there's only one, there's only two of us. And what you guys have helped me do, and I would make the investment every day of the week over again. Whereas when I went into it, there was a sense of a little bit of trepidation, you know, you know, all the things, this is a scam. Am I going to get ripped off again? And I could not, I could not, I can't speak highly enough of the integrity of your leadership in this. And I'm not paid to be doing this guys. I just, I just honestly, and it's helped us in a really powerful way to leverage everything that we've done. You've got me, you got me moving again and my creativity's flowing. We've now got a fully orbed program that frankly, I can take a thousand churches a quarter or a thousand nonprofits a quarter, which is, uh, probably um, 500 times or 250 times what I could possibly do by myself. So my gratitude is overflowing. I really appreciate you both. Wow. Thank you, man. <clears throat> yeah. Chris is crying. He's crying in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I think when we got into this, we knew we wanted to change people's lives, right? And yeah. there is like, there's the money and people getting out of survival mode and to actually being able to provide for their families and do amazing things. But then it goes to the next level where, you know, you're just a ripple effect. And we were talking about this with Sonia 
Um, and so like to see that come back and we we get those reports a lot now, uh, to me, that is the best thing in our business. So, well, it really does make a difference. And, and, uh, uh, we would not be doing what we're doing now, um, in this new season, which honestly for us, there's a, another personal a, a little agenda there. And I'm not going to have to travel 300 nights a year because I now have a vehicle to help people without actually going and sitting in their boardrooms. And that means I can get to see my grandkids grow up. Um, I must Amazing. admit, it's nice to see them on FaceTime, but I, I'd be lying if every now and then I don't, you know, have a little tender moment where I think, oh, I wish I could actually just reach out and, and touch them. I was doing a, a Q&A call, and we've modeled what we're doing, frankly, on Traffic and Funnels, on what you guys have done. I was doing a Q&A call, and, uh, and my wife was on, and we had about 10 or 12 pastors, some from Ireland, some from America, some from Australia. I think there was maybe someone there from Holland. And we're all together on this call, and I'm you know, answering questions like you guys do. And, uh, and my little grandson popped up on my wife's lap. And so I just said, hey, oh, guys, got to have a family moment here. Meet my grandson. And to me, it embodied uh, just a whole lot of this particular uh, journey for us. That's awesome. So good. Any, uh, any advice that you would have to somebody who may be similar to you and that they're trying to build this business and they also have impact goals and just reconciling the two sides and maybe they've been following us like you have any advice or maybe frameworks for how to think through choices that they make, the next steps that they take, just anything you want to drop. You know, counselors determine the destiny of Kings. And if you get the right counselors around you, um, it will actually uh, release or limit um, how, how well you go in life. That's, that's just a, an absolute fact. Um, and so, you know, you don't have to be on the, on, the, uh, on the web for five minutes not to be bombarded with this marketing company and that marketing company and those wanting to do a special deal, you know, today only, whatever. Um, and so I don't know about all of them, but I do know about you guys. And so if someone is listening to this, obviously, uh, they didn't just probably randomly today, just find this podcast. They're probably, they've probably hooked into it. So there's a bit of interest and I understand the feeling of sitting on the fence. I would just say my, my story is that as someone that's been working with people for many years, um, that that and so you become a little bit of a judge of people and this is actually the first time we've we've talked live i don't know you we don't have barbecues together i've got nothing invested in that other than what what i know of what you've done and that you've said what you said you were going to do you've actually done and and to me that that speaks to me of men of character who who are not just in this for the dollars though i am more thrilled than anyone to see you guys as with young families and, you know, you Taylor with the dog as well, you know, to, 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 to be moving onward and upward that delights my heart. But I would say to someone sitting on the fence, take the jump, you know, you, you, nothing's going to happen if you sit where you are, you're stuck right now and you're going to be stuck in 12 months time, unless you make a decision. The fact that you're leaning into this relationship, I don't believe is an accident. And yes, there is an investment, but you know what? You need to make that investment as much as they need to receive your investment. And so when you, when you invest in something, uh, you're actually uh, invested in it with your time and your focus 
and your and your ability and talent. And so I would say mm-hmm. take the leap, quite honestly. And again, I that's I know there's not a free ad or anything like that. That's not the intention. But but really, what what's going to change if nothing changes? You know, the definition of insanity we've all heard of trying to see a different outcome and yet doing the same thing over and over and over again. Boring. Yeah. Do something different. Yeah. Okay. One last question before we let you go. Sure. Can we call you Papa Murphy? <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't call me Papa Smurf. <laughs> you can call me whatever you flipping like. <laughs> Guys, Michael Murphy, he is a legend. Uh, we'll link up. We'll link up how to connect with him. And um, man, we are so proud of you and so honored to be able to be a part of your journey. For real, it is an honor that we we've been able to make the impact that we have. Uh, we believe in you. There's more to come. We're we're just waiting for the 98th wedding anniversary to come around, and we want an invite to the party. This you're gonna be invited to the 98th wedding anniversary. <laughs> when you break 100, that's when it gets serious. We're gonna crack it. We're gonna get a, get a letter from the uh, from the <clears throat> queen and the pope and and everyone else. <laughs> awesome, man. It's so good. Thanks for coming on and talking today. Pleasure to chat to you both. All right. Take care. Bye bye. This is the podcastfactory.com.